Welcome to the fourth episode of Fellow Friends of SOI podcast. My name is Novi Craven. I'm the host. This week's podcast is special to our movement as we celebrate the centennial of our founder, Muniz Katie Stryver. During this episode, we will interview a special Olympics athletes who personally knew and worked with Ms. Stryver. The first athlete I will be interviewing is Loretta Claiborne a chief inspiration officer for Special Olympics, who had been competing with Special Olympics since 1970. But just the impact of her saying to me one day in the office, she said, you know, I created these games for people like you to have a place to come instead of sitting on the other side and cheering everybody else on. You need to be a part of my games. You need to be a part of our games. And I looked at her and I was like, well, what do you mean? And I've already been in Special Olympics because I I love my love of sport. And um, we just sat there and talked. And she she told me about the camp. We became really good friends. I met her and officially, I met her in 1981 at a race down at the Marine Corps Mini Marathon. But before that, 1972. at UCLA Drake Stadium, which I think is still there in California. And I ran this race and I was upset and the coaches were walking me back. And the coach looked at me and said, you see that lady over there? Like I was really interested in that lady over there. I was really mad because somebody jipped me of my race. And this lady knew that I had an anger issue. So she's trying to get me back to the dorm. She says, that lady over there started this. If it wasn't for her, you wouldn't be here. And when I walked back to the room, I still had the little article I found on the ground, a little paper about Special Olympics. And I thought, and I thought, wow, you know, who would even think about doing something like this for people like me? Because then most people like me were in institutions. We weren't out and about. The only reason I was out and about is because my mother fought for me. And there were a few of us around that dis- didn't disappear like I seen kids disappearing. And like I said, you know, gee, you know, I got to fly on a plane. My mom's never flown on a plane. My mom's never left the project. And here I'm doing something that she has never done. So when I, you know, my first a Special Olympics going away from my home was at the state games in Westchester in 1971 because you had to be in the program a whole year before you go into the states. Then I qualified to go to California. I didn't even know where I was going. I asked my mom, where's California? She said, let me tell you something, baby. You're going places that your mother never went to. And I hope that I'm going to let you go. But you better listen. I've got two phone numbers. You better not act out. She gave me the word. And when I came back, I knew I was Special Olympics struck. I found my place. And that was my first part of really knowing about Special Olympics, knowing about the camp. And who would ever thought that this lady who started this camp would become my friend in 1980, 81. She says, would you be my friend? And I looked at her and said, and she was an older person. I was like, oh, you know how it is in my life thinking everybody says they'll be your friend and then you don't see them no more. They disappear. But this woman stuck to her guns. 
She says, you write me. I said, I can't write that good. She says, I'm not worried about how good you write. I wanted to give you this little card and you write me. And she typed a letter. Then her husband would type a letter. And we kept in contact with each other till the day she passed. And who would ever thought that I would have that blessing to have a true friend? Can you tell us your favorite story about Eunice? My favorite, that was my favorite story when she, we, I walked in the office and I said, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get to this Greyhound bus. We had so many stories, but this is a story that keeps coming back to me and in the 91 games. I'll never forget this story. I'm gonna tell you the 91 game story. Year before they had world games or what they call world games, then they called them international games because there wasn't a lot of other countries coming. Year before that, they have a conference. Well, evidently there was a new program coming out and I'll never forget it. We went out to Minneapolis and I saw my friend Nora, then Dickie, at Mason now. And I saw a couple other people with her from Harrisburg. We were doing this pilot program. They wasn't saying what it was. They put two people together and she explained to me, we're gonna play a game of volleyball. And I said, well, Miss Nora, I gotta be home. My mom's gonna be mad. And I don't wanna hear her mouth all week. And so finally Nora settled me down and had Mike Bovino take me home, figured my mom's eyes would be hooked on him. So we played this volleyball game. A couple months later, we went out to Minneapolis to a conference and we were supposed to give a presentation. So I come out the restroom, I said, Nora, I said, does my outfit look okay? She says, yes. She says, I said, what's wrong? We're supposed to go to our meeting. She says, oh, things aren't looking good. And then all of a sudden, they all looked at me and said, Loretta. I said, well, there's Eunice over there. She says, she's upset. And I said, about what? She says, we want you to go over there and talk to your friend. And I was like, wait a minute, am I being set up? So I go over and I talk and I said, and she says, well, oh, what are you doing here? Huh? I'm glad to see you. And she was walking back and forth and she kept hitting me in my arm. And I was like, I said, because she would not let me call her Mrs. Shriver. I would always slip and say Mrs. Shriver. And she would really jump down me. We're friends. And I said, do you mind if we could sit over here? And then she start talking. She would go on and on and on. She said, well, do you know about this thing that they're going to have? She was going on and on and on. And, and I looked at her. I said, well, what is it, Eunice? She says, well, they want regular people to play with people with intellect then mental retardation, but with intellectual disability. I created these games for people like you to have a place to play. So she went on and on and on. And then finally I moved to the other side because my arm was getting sore. So she could hit my left arm. And I said, Eunice, maybe we should let them try this project. Maybe we should let them try it. If it fails, then you know what? It's history is going. You never know until you try. That's the old song says, you never know until you try. I said, that's the only thing I could tell you. And then she says, well, you know about this. And I said, no, I know, don't know about it. And then I said, oh, I am so sorry. I said, Eunice, I'm sorry. I Now I know what you're talking about. Last year, a couple of people came together in Harrisburg and we had a volleyball game and they put three regular people on the team and three of me and my friends, two, three of me and my friends on the team and on the other side. And we played volleyball. She said, well, I guess you didn't touch the ball. I know that. And I looked at it and said, oh yeah, 
But you know what? I understand what you're saying. We probably wouldn't be able to play, but I think these people are going to look at it. Who would thought it's called unified sports? And when she finally saw it take fruitation and how well it worked, she was very accepting of it. So her, like me, had to learn about something. And it came from somebody like me to help her as well. It came from somebody like her to understand the world and the population of what people like me and you know me can do. So it was a, a good switch off. And I would say that's one of my best stories about Mrs. Shriver. I got many stories and all of them are good, but I will never forget the story about the Unified Sports in 1990. And now Unified Sports is a part of Special Olympics. So if you could describe, describe Ikea's legacy in a few words, what would they be? I would describe her as a person who was a revolutionist because she was about getting things started regardless of what society was saying. Thank you, Loretta, for joining the podcast to talk about Mr. Next up, I'll be talking to Kester Edwards. Kester is an SO athlete and employee who has been a Special Olympics athlete since the age of eight. How did... How did, you, how did she support you as a Special Olympics employee? Um, supported me, Mrs. Shriver supported me um, in many different ways. Um, I will say one of the ways that she supported me is the always keeping me motivated mm-hmm. by asking me. Um, I used to meet her every morning for like a, a, um, a period in before she stopped coming to the office, I met her in the morning and come upstairs with her. And she would always ask me what I'm doing different to change the movement. And I think as as an employee, she helped me in that way because I was able to always be thinking of what to do different. And I think another thing, one of the things she teach me too, the listening game. I always like to share this game because it was something that I think I still practice because I still need it, but we were in our office one day, um, me and my, me and Renee Dees, a colleague, and Renee, and I was pretty excited to continue sharing the idea. Mrs. Shriver wanted to know more about, we did a, a concept of a book called Are You a Healthy Athlete? So Mrs. Shriver wanted to know more about it. And I think that's where she really helped me by sharing the vision of how she went to her brother John when she ready to start it, to do something about people closing down institutions. And she had to listen to his vision to combine her vision to make it one because they were on the same pathway to change, to make a difference in the United States of America by starting to address the problem with people with disability. So I say as a, she teach me to listen and always to think be creative. What was your favorite conversation with EKS? Um, <clears throat> I say, let me see. I think one of my favorite, I just shared one of them. I think the one of the favorite conversation will always be 
Well, I just mentioned one of them. I think I give you just one of them, but I think the listening one was, that was my favorite conversation because that teach me, you know, I just started to work here at Special Olympics and to be in a big environment as a global environment. Um, I, that was one of the best lessons. So I think I, I answer number two <laughs> before time, but my, that was my best conversation with her, one of them. But um, I think what me and she had a little, you know, I think um, Cam Shriver back in the early 2000s when we decided to restart Cam Shriver, we were at the pool and she definitely challenged me. I was kind of um, focusing on safety and Mrs. Shriver is all about just do it. And I think I had was to actually stop and pay attention because she wanted, you know, she wanted me to challenge the athletes. And I think that is something Mrs. Schreiber always was about, is challenging an individual to do better than what they're doing. So if you could describe, describe Ikea's legacy in a few words, what would they be? I actually think about this question because um, this is a big one. I think, you know, Mrs. Shriver's legacy, and I think what I came up with is that you can't really describe her legacy. We live it. I think we actually live in her legacy every day and we are described and we are demonstrating her legacy to the world every day. So I think for me, as when I saw this question, I just realized that that's the way how I can describe it in the few words to describe her legacy is that we actually, every day I'm living her legacy. I have the opportunity to live her legacy, demonstrate her legacy, share her legacy with the world, share her legacy with new athletes. So I think each day her legacy will never be, <laughs> I don't know if this is correct, but I think of it as a spinning wheel that it's never gonna stop. Her legacy is always going to be revolving into, you know, greater things. And I think I'm fortunate to be part of the legacy to able to work at Special Olympics to, to give back what was given to me. I always like to say that because you gratitude is something we all should be able to have. And I have gratitude for what Special Olympics did to me or did for me, sorry, did for me when it came into the Caribbean because it, my journey is where I'm at right now through Special Olympics. So I think that shows her legacy is never gonna stop. It's gonna have, it's gonna find other, <clears throat> it will find other athletes or people with intellectual disability like myself in a development country that nobody knows about. And then that individual will be somewhere sitting in an environment like me where I'm at to do something different. So I think that's a legacy is when you can see the revolving door of other individuals with intellectual disability coming into the movement and finding themselves. So I am, so that's, that's a legacy for me. Thank you, Kester, for sharing your favorite stories about Ms. Shriver. Finally, our last interview is with, with Ricardo and Donna Thornton. Ricardo and Donna are both SODC bocce ball athletes. For almost 50 years, they've been doing special Olympics. Finally, our last interview is with with Ricardo and Donna Thornton. Ricardo and Donna are both SODC bocce ball athletes. For almost 50 years, they've been doing Special Olympics. What did you learn from Eunice as a, spe as a Special Olympics athlete? 
I learned I learned um to compete in competition and I learned from units that I have I have something um I have something I can look forward to with as pride. I learned that I could be a winner on and off the field. And I learned uh, good sportsmanship. What do you think Mr. Driver would be be the proudest of today? I think she would be very proud to see that we have a lot of young people who are coming out and are competing in competitions and not just competition, but representing special Olympics. The global messengers and the work that you're doing, Nobi, I think she would be very proud of that. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. If you could describe EKS's legacy in a few words, what would they be? It would be, he gave us a will and confidence like I said, confidence when we go out and compete in competition and encourage and let us know that we earned the opportunity to be there and we need to continue to keep that going. And I think that, that that's what's did me is that the Red Monica of the Special Olympic old oh, let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. I take that to my job. I take that to wherever I go because I want to be able to let people know that I'm brave and I'm willing to attend. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to give it my best. Well, thank you so much, Ricardo, for your answers, your wonderful answers. They're just mind-blowing, and I cannot wait to hear what Donna has to say about Ms. Driver. And Donna, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the first time you met Ms. Driver? Yes, when I first met Ms. Driver, yes, I was very happy when I met her, Ms. Driver. Yes, I did. When I met Miss Driver, I was very when I was I was very I was very happy when I saw Miss Driver. She was a very nice person. She was a very nice person when I seen her. If you could tell the world about Miss Driver, what would you say? If I see Miss Driver, I would fly say. Miss Driver was very polite. She was very nice. If you could describe Miss Driver's legacy in a few words, what would they be? Um, I will thank I will thank her for being being with her, and I will. Welcome, I will, I will, uh, will um, <laughs> welcome, I will welcome her, I will welcome myself with her again. Thank you, Ricardo and Donna, for telling us more about your relationship with Ms. Driver. Thank you for listening today to the special episode of Fellow Friends of SOI, celebrating our founder, Eunice Kennedy Driver. Happy birthday, Ms. Driver. The next episode of Fellow Friend of SOI will be in two weeks, right here in the latest score. And don't forget to subscribe.